0: Ben Whitehair is a busy guy. So busy, I made a montage of just some of the things he's doing at the time of this talk.
1: I'm um, a, an entrepreneur, and I so I have a background in business. I've started a number of companies. I'm the main company I'm working with now is a, a social media company that I'm a, a partner in. So that's kind of the focus of what we're talking about today. But TSMa, my my uh, the social media company I work with. Um, uh, is predominantly focused in the entertainment industry, but we also have clients in the you know uh, business and media space, uh, Apogee, Saramonic, OWC, so computing, you know, microphone design, some top companies in that. And I have a, another company, I, I'm a business consultant, so I coach everybody from, we've got a $100 million software company that I'm working with right now. Um, Exposure Labs, which is the company that made The Social Dilemma, the documentary on Netflix, which you all might've seen pop up. They did. Um, they also did chasing coral and chasing ice. So like, I'm working with them. Um, I'm working with a military company. Um, well, it's Bespin. Uh, it's basically um, it's basically a software company within the Air Force. TSMa, the social media Advantage, is the company. I'm I'm basically the COO of our social media company. Like I said, I have a, a background. I'm a I'm a working actor. So I, I heard there was a shortage of white guys out here in LA. So I came out to LA over a decade ago. um, And I've done a bunch of film and television. I'm uh, on the national board um, and the um, national chair of the Next Gen Performers Committee for SAG-AFTRA, the entertainment union. So that's where most of my volunteer hours go. I spend thousands of hours volunteering for the union. Um, uh, Like I said, technically my job title right now is Chief Information Officer, but probably more accurately in my day-to-day right now is COO. I founded an online business academy for actors called Working.Actor. Certified business mindset coach, and, uh, and I was a homeschooled cowboy. There's a, a picture there. I'm a champion sheep and dairy cow showman. So if you guys want to talk about livestock later, we can dive into that as well.
0: Ben White is a champion for social change through art and business. He is a working actor in Los Angeles, chief information officer of TSMA Consulting. That's entertainment's leading social media management and growth firm and co-founder of the premier business academy and coaching community for actors called Working.Actor. He is a social entrepreneur, certified business and mind coach, and a SAG-AFTRA national board member. You can catch him on social media at Ben Whitehair on all platforms, as well as grow your own social media at tsmaconsulting.com, or visit Working.Actor to learn everything you need to know about becoming a working actor. You may also have seen Ben as FBI agent Banks opposite Matthew McConaughey on the film Gold. He also stars in the major motion picture Amelia 2.0 and recent television appearances in The Night Shift and reoccurring roles in Better Call Saul, Grimm, Manhattan, and the TNT pilot Monsters of God. So Ben Whitehair, a working actor, a social media guru, influencer, mind coach, and more. With that, let's get started. Welcome to 501c3bs, busting the myths of the social sector and deprogramming you for organizational growth. Brought to you by the Gianneschi Center for Nonprofit Research at California State University Fullerton College of Business and Economics, celebrating our 25th anniversary year in 2021. I'm Zoot Velasco, director of the Gianneschi and your host for this podcast journey. I first met Ben at a SAG after event. I am a member of the Screen Actors Guild myself, having been an actor in another lifetime. And I get to go to some of those SAG after events, and I happened to catch him at one and asked him if he would be a guest speaker in my marketing class that I teach at California State University Fullerton. So this Uh, recording was made for marketing students, but I thought much of it, if not all of it, is applicable to our social sector organizations, as well as being a great companion piece to the Stephanie L. Smith podcast that we released, The Queen of All Social Media. So sit back and enjoy as Ben tells us about LEAD. The landscape of social media, as you might know,
1: is, is particularly prevalent right now when you look at digital advertising. Suffice it to say that the ad dollars that companies are spending is moving more and more towards digital. We have a a company we're working with right now. We had a call this week. They said, look, we're used to spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on conferences, on more traditional media advertising. And we're aware that that's like both going away and not working. And we uh, wanna shift basically all of our budget on that over to social media and digital marketing. And that's happening across industries. So um, the, the importance of it both for individuals and businesses just continues to go up. When we look at the different platforms, just to kind of give you a picture of where are people on these platforms, 2.37 billion users on Facebook, 2 billion over on YouTube. We have a billion on Instagram and then so on and so forth. Rest in peace Vine, not as many there. TikTok still kicking. 800 million, quick side note, the difference between a million and a billion, one million seconds is 11 and a half days. One billion seconds is 34 years. That is the difference in scale between a million and a billion. The reason I bring that up is to just give a sense of how many people are on these platforms. And particularly, I think the way to think about that in, in how we apply it is that there is an audience for whatever content you have, I promise. People ask often, like, what platform should I use and where to focus my time? My personal preference in terms of where to focus for almost everybody is Instagram, particularly because it has so many different ways that you can leverage the platform. Short-form content, short-form videos, long-form videos with IGTV, you can do up to an hour. Um, You can do actual paid advertising. They've got their hashtags and, like, SEO that you can work on engaging with audiences. It's one of the best ways right now to build up a larger audience. So that's, that to me is really why I focus on Instagram. You know, you do the copywriting. So pretty much anything that you want to do and how you want to use the platform is available on Instagram. Whereas like with YouTube, for example, it's really only mostly longer form content video series. Facebook is great for your existing network. I still use Facebook on occasion for like the network of people who I've met, who I'm actually friends with, but according to Mark Zuckerberg, you can only have 5,000 friends. So, uh, you know, there's a cap to the audience that you can build there. I do think it's valuable for promoting things, continuing to build relationships with those who you know already. And then Twitter, Twitter's great. My business partner, Ryan, jokes that Twitter is a great place for politics, news, and celebrities to apologize. Um, If you are in the news world, if comedy is a thing for you, you know, really a, a lot of the like ongoing live chats around you know, topical things. It can be a great place, but harder and harder to do. I think a lot of the, the content creation marketing type things that, that either individuals or businesses are, are wanting to do. So I'm going to go through my four rules to social media. Whatever platform you're using, whatever your goals are, there are four rules. Rule number one, listen. I don't know about all of you. I was hesitant to get on social media when, I, when it first came around. Everybody was like, you got to get on. Instagram didn't exist at the time. Like you got to get on Twitter I was like, I don't care what people had for lunch. Like, why should I be on here? And what I found was there was such a context of, oh, it's a place to promote yourself, right? People think of it as a megaphone. And where I really started to find the value was when I turned the megaphone around and started to listen, that is where I really started to get the value. And if you do nothing else, following the accounts of people, of organizations, of, of you know, community groups that you care about is a, is a wonderful starting point. Who are the kinds of people you wanna work with? Just listen, follow their accounts, see what they post, get a sense of what they care about. You know, What are they sharing about? What topics are they, they putting out there that you, that you might be able to, to be paying attention to? So rule number one, listen. Rule number two, engage. It is called social media for a reason. As you start getting more comfortable with these platforms, you're listening, you're seeing what people are posting, actually starting to engage with people, liking the posts, commenting on them, Sharing them, sending a direct message, like there are so many ways that you can start to actually engage with people on these platforms, which to me is where the the power of social media can really start to come alive. There are also so many different ways to to engage and we can go we'll, we'll go into some more of those as we go on here, but responding to comments that people have, actually reaching out, maybe you know you start to actually engage in dialogue. as an actor, I have, uh, I've booked jobs, I've gotten agents, I've gotten managers, all from people who I started engaging with on social media because I started a conversation. I, My first agent in LA, I got, I'd been interacting with her on Twitter, just like a normal human, talking back and forth, sharing. Uh, and then fast forward six months, we ended up being at the same like industry holiday party. I ended up meeting her in person. We had a conversation and we had a foundation for that conversation that was much stronger than had we just met randomly. I don't know if you all have had the experience where maybe you've been Facebook friends with somebody and then you get the chance to meet them. If you've been friends with them for a while, you know quite a bit about them. It's like, oh, hey, how was your trip to Hawaii? And oh, I love the mask that you've been wearing for COVID. What a great photo. How's your puppy? Whatever, right? You can actually have a more engaged conversation because you've started that relationship on social media. But the key there really is to just engage with the exception of maybe some of the Russian bots that are on there. It is a human being on the other end of that screen. And it's, and it's just a matter of like actually having a conversation the same way that you would in, in real life. It's about being a normal person. You don't have to like be promoting yourself or, oh, hey, look at my resume or, hey, I wanna work for your company. It can just be engaging with their content. Maybe you're both from Denver and agree that, uh, you know despite their current record that the Broncos are the greatest football team of all time and you're really excited that they just beat the Jets about two minutes ago, and you want to engage with them on, on their post. you know, that you see they're also from Colorado. So rule number one is listen. Rule number two, engage. Rule number three, add value. If you do nothing else, if you take nothing else away from today, take away this idea of adding value. So often, and I think where social media gets a bad reputation and where it, where it can be harmful is when all people are doing is trying to get something out of it, right? I wanna get hired, I'm trying to network so I can get something. And where I promise you'll, you will get a tenfold return on the investment of whatever time you put into it is when you're adding value. It's when you're sharing content, it's when you're complimenting somebody, it's when you're maybe promoting uh, something that somebody else is doing. Um, there, are, there are so many different ways to add value. When Will Ferrell posts something that is funny, that's adding value. There are lots of accounts that I follow because it's inspirational content or it's, you know, it's funny. And and to me, that's valuable. That's why I'm following that page. So expanding your definition a bit about what's valuable, but constantly finding ways to add value, both with the content that you're posting, with how you're engaging with people. Um, You know, I'm constantly sharing resources. Somebody will post something like, oh, uh, there's an amazing class at Cal State Fulton. You've got to go check out, you know, here's this thing, or, oh, I know this person who could help you out with that. Go connect, right? And I'm not looking to get anything out of that. And whether you believe in, you know, karma and the woo-woo of it, or just the simple psych- psychology of how the human brain works, the more that you're out there adding value for people, the more that they're going to want to support you. I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule, 80% adding value, 20% asking for something. And if I'm following that rule, when I do ask for something, when I do say, hey, I'm looking for a job, can you share this with your network? Hey, I, I want people, you know, please fund this film that I'm doing. Hey, um, you know, watch my actor demo reel or tune into me, I'm on TV next week. When I do that, if 80% of my time leading up to that, I've been adding value, my experience overwhelmingly is that people are excited to do it. They want to do it because they're they're bought in, right? It's And it's the same as true in real life. If you have that friend who's like always you know, bumming 20 bucks and asking you to drive and, you know, always bugging you for things. You're probably not that likely to want to help them the next time they ask for something. On the other hand, that friend you have who you've been friends with forever because they're amazing and they're the ones who are helping you move and they're pitching in and buying you lunch. If they ask you for something, you're like, Oh my gosh, yes, of course. How can I help? Right? Same is true on social media and you build up that rapport with your audience by adding value. Rule number four, develop relationships. I do think these things go in a bit of a sequential nature, right? If you're sort of new and you're like hesitant to dive in, you can start with listening and then you can maybe start to engage with people. Then you can maybe start to focus on what you're posting and what you're sharing. Uh, and then really start to look at developing relationships. Like I said, I have agents, I have managers, some of the best friends in my life I met through social media. Uh, I've had relationships that started on social media, all kinds of business opportunities, clients. I have people who've shared about it. Um, this class is a good example. This came basically from social media. I was teaching a class that was up on YouTube. And here we are, I've got, you know, an opportunity to give back and connect with some more people because of social media. So really looking at the ways that you can develop relationships with people. And I like to think about this in two ways. There's both the relationships of people who you don't know. So like I said earlier, right, maybe it's the people who work for a company that you want to work for, or who might be able to hire you or who are working on the types of projects that you're really interested in, or, you know, whatever that is, people you haven't met yet who you can start to build a rapport with so that you might build up that relationship. So that's one side of it. The other side of it are people who you already know who it's really about maintaining that relationship. And in any business, whether you're an actor or an accountant or marketing or whatever, Reminding people that you're alive is such a key to business because what happens is the way the human brain works, we have a recency bias. And so when an opportunity comes up, if someone has communicated with you recently, they are much more likely to think of you when that opportunity comes up. I had it happen two minutes before I jumped on here. My friend texted me and was like, Hey, I have a video that I need edited. Who do you recommend? The first person I thought of is somebody who, I happened to be communicating with mm, a couple days ago, who is also a video editor. I'm like, oh, you know what? That person would be great. And had I not been communicating with them, it's not that I wouldn't have recommended them. I'm, I'm thrilled to recommend this person, but it wouldn't have occurred to me. It just wasn't in my brain because I hadn't interacted with them recently. And that happens all the time. So developing those relationships and keeping in touch with the people you meet, right? You're You're at a conference or you attend a lecture with a guest speaker who you've you know, maybe we're able to ask a good question of, you know, that comes in that works for whatever consulting company you're wanting to work for. Being able to keep in touch on social media keeps that relationship going so that if and when there's a time where you're wanting to engage further or ask something, or maybe you want to reach out and ask about them, uh, you know, being your mentor or better yet, finding a way to add value and you want to interview them for the podcast that you're doing, you have some rapport because you've been developing that relationship. So putting it all together be a leader lead listen engage add value develop relationships that really is at the core of everything that i teach in social media the fundamentals really are those key things
0: i hope you will all remember lead lead is an acronym for listen engage add value and then develop relationships and honestly This could apply to in-person, real-life networks as much as it does to social media. We always want to be listening to others, engaging with them in the conversation, adding value to the conversation, and then developing and deepening our relationships with them. If we do that, we do better at marketing, at fundraising, at networking, just about everything we do within the social sector. Thank you, and we will continue next week with part two of Ben Whitehair. Thank you to the Gene Esche Center for Nonprofit Research, California State University, Fullerton, and the College of Business and Economics for supporting our podcast. Our supporters include the Orange County Community Foundation, Southern California Gas Company, and you, our listeners. Thanks for the music provided to us by the California-based Brazilian Choro Ensemble, Grupo Falso Baiano. Have a great week, free from BS.